everyone, great to see you. And I hope that you're having a good week. And I look at the subject matter that we have today and it is a really good one. And uh, before we go there, hey, just a reminder, we have our conference coming up in August and uh, we do have live stream available. You can register at hopeforourtimes.com at our website and uh, head on over there and check it out. Check out all the stuff we have over there at hopeforourtimes.com. And uh, okay, let's get going. Uh, listen to this. This is out of Prophecy News Watch. Global digital ID with real-time tracking of everyone and everything is coming. And you want to know what? It's coming faster than almost anybody recognizes. The World Economic Forum's obsession with not only merely digitization, but digitalization uh, as a means of tracking and control is manifesting yet another document that has come out of the group. This time the WEF is joined by the World Trade Organization. Now remember that, because hang with me for a couple minutes. So I'm gonna show you, show you something about trade and how it's all coming together. So now you have the WEF and the WTO, the World Trade Organization, together and drafting their thoughts on what the future of trade, but also when it's all said and done, humanity should look like. The joint report, The Promise of Trade Tech, Policy Approaches to Harness the Trade Digitalization, came out in April and addresses end-to-end -end trade digitization to include a digital ID certification framework that would, needless to say, be global and apply to physical and digital objects, but also people, that is, natural persons. Even now in the pandemic, the supply chain mayhem and many geopolitical trends are showing that the heyday of globalization is over. This concept remains firmly embedded in the thinking of the Davos-based WEF, and it turns out of the WTO, also based in Switzerland. The report explains, you gotta hear this folks, the report explains the need to build end-to-end -end trade digitization, where natural and legal persons and objects are treated equally with so-called identity silos or identity domains no longer viable. In other words, interoperable ID systems must become global. WEF spiritual leader and its founder Klaus Schwab in 2017 wrote in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, that people and movement would soon be treated the same as any package, pallet, or container. That is unbelievable. People be treated just like a pallet, a package, a container. Think you get something delivered to your house, a package comes. So this is the way they look at us. Amazing. With these physical objects at the same, at the time, tracked only by radio frequency identification, RFID tags, sensors, and transmitters. So think of it like this. You, you order a package, let's say you order from Amazon, it gets delivered. You get the tracking info on your phone. That's what they are talking about with you and me as individuals. But this goes even further, and the fact that they're talking about trade is, re, is incredible. I'll show you why in just a minute. This idea seems to have matured in the meanwhile with a number of digital ID and tracking initiatives that have come out of this year's gathering in Davos and the new WEF and WTO, World Trade Organization, a report notes that not only movement and location, but also performance and contribution to a global circular economy. Contribution, uh, listen, we're talking about the social credit system for everybody. 
can be monitored thanks to traceability. There's also a name for, uh, for what a future set on such foundations is likely to spawn, digital dictatorships. Control and monitoring has been at the heart of any dictatorship since the dawn of time, and the digital world is providing more tools than ever to achieve just that. Uh, folks, this is amazing. We, uh, I, I want you to think of this. Okay, I wrote this book back in 2016. That's when we published it. Now listen to these words as they tie in with trade and what the WEF is now saying they are going to do. Listen to this. Okay, now Pope Francis, we know him. This is what he said way back. I believe it was back in 2015 when he said this, maybe earlier. He called for a global governmental entity that can override nations acting in their own interest. He wanted to create, and still wants to create, a world where climate policies cannot be changed as a result of free elections. Okay, so the Pope, it's this climate issue. We talk a lot about climate laws, they're coming. Why? Because they can control the world that way. Okay, there's more to it than that. That means he wants a global government that is responsive only to a few elites. Now that was in 2016 when I published those words from Pope Francis, uh, that the world is, is gonna submit just to a few elites. Now this gets more interesting. Then I said this, one of the cleverest means of creating global government is to create trade agreements that establish their own governmental entities. Okay, enter in at that time the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now since then, Trump pretty much did away with that, but I've been saying ever since then, listen, this thing's gonna come back, take on a different form, and this is gonna be a problem. Okay, so what's the cleverest way to package all of this? In trade agreement. So the, trade, the, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, uh, it, it makes a great example of this. The TPP attempted to create a new governmental entity called the Trans-Pacific Partnership Commission, or just the commission. Now, get this, the commission, now think of this, you start thinking of the system of the beast and everything else. The commission is in fact a government, and in certain areas, that new government's authority exceeds that of the US Congress. That was the intent in 2015. For instance, the commission can change the rules of the TPP any way it wants, and Congress can do nothing about it. So we have the World Economic Forum, you have the World Health Organization, you have the World, what's this here? The World Trade Organization. All working together now with the World Trade Organization, the WTO, they're able to bring about all of this global tracking and digitization of you and me and everybody else in the world that they want to. Hence, you enter in the mark of the beast. Now listen to this, the TPP, had all sorts of features that had nothing to do with trade. It had provisions on immigration. Listen to this. Again, you bring it into a trade agreement. That's what the World Economic Forum is doing, combined with the World Health Organization. This is, it's a brilliant plan how to get the world to submit, the countries of the world to submit. It had provisions on immigration, wealth redistribution, hear that a lot, education, human rights, including children's rights, which puts their reach into every person's home. Are they doing that now? Oh, they're doing it with every single thing they can. <laughs> this is in a trade agreement. Gay rights, same-sex marriage, gun control, healthcare, women's reproductive, reproductive rights, abortion, obviously, 
and sustainable development. What do these things have to do with trade? Absolutely nothing. But this is the, that's what they're doing. The TPP Commission, get this, has the authority to protect, among other things, fish, seals, trees, and wetlands. That means it controls the water and the land. It has the authority to stop all kinds of land and water pollution. It sounds great until you realize that pollution is often simply a matter of opinion. The, trans, the, the commission excuse me, has the right to tell people where they can and cannot live and where they can and cannot work. And then I just go on from there and tie it into Agenda 2030. Folks, it is remarkable to watch everything that's happening right now. These globalists aren't going to quit. They are pressing forward. But listen, we know that God's on the throne because God said it was going to be this way. When Jesus came the first time and he was getting ready to go to the cross, he told his disciples, he said this, see, I tell you these things beforehand. In other words, before, uh, before I'm gone and before uh, I'm telling you before so that you know when I rose from the dead, when I rise from the dead and I ascend in heaven, that great persecution is coming your way. I tell you these things beforehand so that you would know. We have over 800 prophecies of the second coming of Christ in our Bibles. Why? God is telling us beforehand. In fact, the prophet Isaiah wrote uh, in Isaiah chapter, says in Isaiah chapter uh, 46, that God tells us the end from the beginning. Why? So we would know. You have also in 2 Chronicles, you have the account of uh, the men who understood what Israel ought to do uh, when they saw the signs of what was going on. And then we also have that for us. The disciples asked Jesus, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And then from there you have all the events of the, all of the discourse. Then we have the book of Revelation that tells us about the system of the beast and how every person's gonna be digitized and so forth. Folks, everything is coming together exactly as the Bible says it will come together. I encourage you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, listen, surrender your life over to him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Uh, repent of your sins because in him alone is eternal life. Jesus himself said, uh, no one comes to the Father except by him. Uh, he's the one who gives you life and he gives it abundantly. He gives you forgiveness. But all of these things happening at the same time exactly as the Bible says it will, says they will, is just evidence, it's proof that the Bible is true, that you can trust it and you can trust Jesus for your salvation and there's no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved. Listen, until next time, uh, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.